Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Good morning, Mark. Patrick, we've got a guest today who I I am so excited about this, Katie Bellinger from Cines. Hey, Katie. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. I am so glad you're here, mm-hmm. and uh, we should probably take a picture of the treats you brought with us, with you, for Be- us. <laughs> Before they I got the... Yeah, we're in, and we have this rule about not eating on the show. Uh, however, we that doesn't mean we can't look at those beautiful. T- <laughs> tell me what I'm looking at. Uh, so you are staring at some of my gourmet sweet rolls. I make them 100% vegan. I also make them gluten free. Um, so they're a little bit of a spin on the traditional cinnamon roll. I um, created them with intentions to have a lot of variety, kind of a spinoff of like gourmet cupcakes. So I have 14 oh, varieties. Oh, and really? Yeah. Um, so all different fun, unique flavors. I brought today um, the pecan sticky buns. I have cookie dough cinnamon rolls and a vanilla bean cinnamon roll. So um, that's just a few of the many flavors. I have Oreo. I have peanut butter and jelly, coconut salted caramel. Coconut so. salted caramel <laughs> as a cinnamon roll. What's the big seller? Um, I think the pecan sticky bun just it is a classic and I think just a lot of people gravitate gravitate towards that one Um, cookie dough is also a pretty good seller so I tried to bring you some of the best sellers so you could try out the good Uh, ones I love that Mm -hmm. and uh, I I love uh, your story about and that's what I want to talk about today so I I love uh, the entrepreneurial spirit when I first met you (laughs) and um, how you know how you're you figured out how to make a business because the people that listen to the show um, we've we've got them that are just starting they've got an idea what does it take to make that idea or they're kind of mid-level or they're thinking of gosh can you get me out of this place I want to go start a business Mm -hmm. and we all love to eat and we all a lot of us love to cook and is there a you know a a world where you could have a business like that so tell us a little bit just how did so you had the idea I like this riff on the cupcake thing that's Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. um what was there a conversation you can remember where that Bark is just like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, it kind of all started. I worked at Whole Foods in the bakery department. Oh, here in Santa Barbara? Um, I worked the one in Ventura, and I transferred okay. to the one up in Santa Barbara. Okay. And um, I went there. Initi- initially, I worked in the kitchen making the prepared foods and moved over to the bakery to kind of get my hands into a different variety of cooking. Um, but I realized that I was mopping the floors and taking oh. custom orders more than I was really learning about anything. And um, I was talking to a coworker of mine. I'm like, looking at some of these treats, I'm like, gosh, I feel like I could just do this better. And I feel like mm-hmm. I could, you know, make a good product and make it better. And I could, I would put the hours into that and kind of make a special thing instead of wasting my hours in a job where I felt like I wasn't like progressing in my future. So um, it wasn't a automatic spark like it came up with gourmet cinnamon rolls but um i kind of watched the food trends at whole foods and um Uh. a lot of people like loved buying the little treats like people would come up they would give a variety of little cupcakes and macaroons and a lot of people just wanted that one little treat like after they got their lunch or something so um i just started thinking about it and i grew up eating cinnabon love cinnamon rolls yep um 
but they're always like giant and heavy and you just feel way well, down. Well, they're bigger than you, so the <laughs> listener can't see that Katie's not not huge. You're petite, so these yeah, the rolls so, can be very big, yeah? Yeah, and um, so I like, what is a dessert that's unique, that's, you know, fun, that you want to eat, that's mm, not too mm. sweet? And um, I just came up with uh, miniature cinnamon rolls. And so did you, um, so, so you, you kind of put two and two together and three and four, and then mm-hmm. now, now you're watching completely different, right? Yeah. Now that you have that idea in your head, now what were you looking for as you were watching people buy things? Did you start asking different questions of people? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, um, they're like, do you have any vegan products? Do you have any gluten free? Mm. Do you have what's in your, this? And especially at Whole Foods, you go there because of course. You're looking for, you know, your health conscious lifestyle. And um, I'm myself, I think it's very important to watch what you eat. And but at the same time, I'm a big believer, everything in moderation. It's hard to completely cut out something. But if you feel like you can eat a little something instead of a big something, (laughs) then. okay, okay, fair enough. Um, So I just went with it and started recipe testing, creating. And I actually brought in. Where did you do that? I did it out of my house. Okay. Um, and I would actually bring in my cinnamon rolls to Whole no Foods. No kidding. And I would have... How did that play? Um, I didn't sell them there. I just okay. like kept, gave them to the employees, but everybody was raving about them. Like I was known as the cine girl at Whole Foods. And people, uh, when I would come into work, they're like, did you bring more cinnamon rolls? Or where are those really? cinnamon rolls you made? So um, after I kind of got a lot of good feedback from that, I was like... Well, I'm going to talk to the forager at Whole Foods and see if this the is a... The what? The forager, the person who brings in the products at They're Whole Foods. They're called the forager. Yeah. This is... Uh, <laughs> we, we play a game here called Buzzword Bingo. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if there's a word I don't understand, the chances are the listener doesn't understand. Oh, yes. So I, I love that. So so tell us about the forager. Um, so she brings in uh, different products and she loves bringing in local products. And um, a, I didn't know at the time, but there is like a Bible full of things or requirements you have to get into Whole Foods. I have a long list of things. So um, I wasn't able to do it then, but she tried my product. She said, I love it. I am down to bring this into Whole Foods once you get Mm. yourself started. Mm. And after hearing that, I'm like, this could be a reality. Um, so then who, who did you talk to outside of that Whole Food ecosystem? You know, the friends you worked with? Um, another huge factor that went into Cine's is I actually started uh, the Women's Economic Venture Program in Santa Barbara, oh. the WEAVE class. Um, and I did major in food and beverage management and business, so I had kind of a background in um, what goes behind a business. But I really wanted to fine-tune the entrepreneurial um, startup. And I was new in town. I was like, I lived here for six months, and I was mm-hmm. already trying to reach out to the community that I still didn't know. So... Um, I joined Weave in hopes to do some networking. So that's something you join, because I know they have classes. They're you know very visible. Yeah. So you actually join. Did you? Was there an application process? Um, you have to sign up for it, and it's more so of like a class, and it's very um, friendly to your income. So they'll look at how much you make, and they will give you a price based on that. So it was very affordable for me. Oh, great. Um, and they do that on purpose because they want to you know help lower income people get off their feet and. Um, it's a really, really great program. I really would recommend it to anybody. It was kind of like my support system, you know. Sure. I would go to. It was once a week. Um, I would go to class, and he helped us design our business plan ground up. Mm. And by the mm. end of it, I had like an eighteen-page. How long? How long? Uh, it was about six months. Okay. So. Wow. 
And what were you what what else were you doing during that six months? Were you like um, refining the recipes? Well, it was kind of funny because I was like, initially, I'm just going to start this weave program, and then once I get all the fine tuning out, I'm going to start my business. But um, I had some people reach out to me like, we want to start selling your sinis. Well, um, how'd they hear about them? I'd, just from me kind of talking to them, right. I was saying that I was going to do this um, soon. I would. I would go up to different places just if I was eating lunch there. Like I had business. Gee, cards. I wish I had a little cinnamon roll right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just kind of got sweeped up and into it before I even could really right. think about it. Right. And I thought I should just go with this. Um, so I never want to miss a opportunity. Now, how many people were in your class at Weave? Um, it was about twenty-five people, so it was a pretty intimate setting, and um, we would do a lot of group work. So. Um, we had a lot of people to bounce ideas off of, and um, we also had like support groups where we could be in groups and call them and check up on each other. And now, see. were you in that? I'm, I'm real interested in in the support system around new ideas, mm-hmm. and uh, so so you have a class, this mm-hmm. class of 25. Were, did you co-mingle with other classes or did you have access to other people or did you really self-contained within that hive? Uh, well, uh, Weave is based out of Ventura and Santa Barbara and I think they have four different classes and we were mostly in our class, but they yeah. would have, I think, four different Saturdays. They have um, a giant Weave kind oh. of like convention and we would have speakers and we would get to network with all the other classes and it was really cool because everybody is just there to help you everyone's in the same boat Mm. they all Mm. you know want to and people have different assets that maybe you have a commercial kitchen that you're not using that someone else has or Mm. a spa you know the fields range from construction it's all over right everything and it's women's economic venture but there's plenty of guys in it so don't think that it's just a women's program yeah So it started off for women, and then I think that's not really. Well, I, I've met <laughs> Marsha and very impressed with her, and I know mm-hmm. that Linda was in the paper in the last several months, having given a, mm-hmm. a sizable contribution to them. To she's really aligned with what their mission is. Yeah. How many? So when did you graduate from that, or when did you finish? Did you graduate, or do you finish? Yeah, how, so how do they? You graduate. Do they do? You, you get graduate. a little certificate. Okay. And, cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you're graduating school, and. Um, that was about, let's see, six or seven months ago. Six or seven months ago. So how long have you been in actually getting revenue from customers who pay for the Cinnies? Cinnies, I started um, in January. So in January, yeah. okay. So it hasn't even been a full year yet. But you're coming up on a year. Yeah, coming up on a year. And How's the first year been? The first year has been such a roller coaster, but it's yeah. evening out and it's going really, really well. Um so let's so so I get the idea of how it how's your how is family support in this? Um, I am totally out here on my own. Oh so my gosh! I moved here from big family. I come from a pretty crazy big family back in Chicago, um, and I ran away from the cold, as many people do. Sure. <laughs> um, so I came out here, didn't know a single person, but I transferred with Whole Foods. Um, so I had a set oh. job out here, and kind of just wanted to try something new. I just graduated college and. I was always in the Midwest and wanted to kind of explore a different part of the country. What do you think of California? Love it. <laughs> I love it. What's I told my family. Part? Oh, besides uh, the weather. I think I just love how much there is to do. You I mean you can mm. go in the ocean? I love hiking, being outdoors, um, and that's something that's really special to me because living in Chicago, you never got to right. do that. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, 
so you have this idea, you write a business plan, mm-hmm. and one of the things you need to get going is you need some financial backing. Mm-hmm. You need some some way to, to fuel this great idea you have. Tell us about that. Yes. Uh, a little secret that I forgot to mention about the, uh, the startup of my business. This was another contributing factor. Um, I actually won a cooking show last what? year. And yeah, which one? Uh, it was called On the Menu. It was on TNT with Emerald Gossie and Ty Pennington. Um, how, how did? Okay, yeah, that was a big one to forget. <laughs> uh, Bury the lead. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so how, how did you? Tell us about that. How um, did you hear about it? It was actually quite funny. I moved here, and it was actually the third day I moved here. I was kind of I went to Whole Foods just to have a job, but I was looking on Craigslist because I didn't really want to work at Whole Foods. It was kind of just safe. Um, and I saw this advertisement on Craigslist, and it said like calling chefs for a new cooking show. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just shoot them an email. And I had a few auditions, and then next thing I knew, it I was on the show. No kidding. Yeah. Where they shoot? Uh, it was in LA. It yep. was in, so um, that was like a week of chaos and. Oh, excitement. so it was one week. You were down there, and you. It was. A, is it a competition show? It was a competition. So the premise of the show was kind of interesting. It was the first show where the viewers got to taste the food afterwards. Oh. Okay. Um, so you would cook it, and there would be like three rounds of different competitions. The final round would be um, kind of selling your dish, like Shark Tank, to a restaurant. <laughs> So why oh, should really? you put this on your menu? Like, oh, what would this it. do for got you? It. And um, I think I really excelled in that because I had my food and beverage background. And right. I kind of knew more financing than my other people I was against. So um, it wasn't just the plate. It was the business behind it and your thinking yeah. and how this is going to improve your restaurant and all of that. Exactly. So I actually, coincidentally enough, was on the dessert episode. Oh, and okay. I was really happy about that because I love making desserts and... I ended up making this triple layer raspberry cheesecake um, with brownie bottom, vanilla bean cheesecake, chocolate raspberry mousse, and uh, not fresh. vegan, not not vegan, <laughs> um, but now it's on Planet Hollywood menus across the world. What? Wow! Congratulations! So, thank you. Wow! And um, I won twenty five thousand dollars as well. So that was also I was very scared about starting a new business moving to a new spot with very low income but after that i was like okay even if i am a little bit of a struggle at least i have some money sure. to fall back you on have now. some runway yeah. right so you self-funded it yeah and i still have a bunch of that money left because i'm a very frugal person i've kind of lived on my own for a while i'm kind of a penny pe- pincher so <laughs> nice i like that this is uh i love this story the <laughs> i'm curious back to the cooking competition mm-hmm. what was the like, what was the fear factor like for you in that? You're in the studio, the lights, there's oh, I was, pressure. Tell us about My it. heart didn't stop beating. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to beat out of my chest. I think I got sick after it because I was you? so just stressed and overwhelmed. And I was the youngest person they had on the show as well. And I felt like no, I was cause, wasn't really taken as serious. And mm. um, But it was really cool after I won. You were a sleeper, won. yeah. <laughs> no doubt it was cool. Yeah. Know. So let, let's talk about that fear a little bit because there's kind of any great story, there's mm-hmm. that conflict that, oh my God, how many, because, you know, if you, let's say, uh, throwing up on camera is probably not a good idea, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Uh, it doesn't make for a really good, t- well, it might make for a good TV, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't make for a winning TV. Yeah. So ha- what, how did you uh, talk yourself down? What did, 
what kind of thing did you do that because I'm thinking as an entrepreneur there are those stages where it's just it's it's overwhelming mm -hmm. I mean I'm on stage at a trade show or I'm in front of a, a, a venture pitch or I'm I'm with like a really amazing client and mm -hmm. I don't have the business yet. There's those things happen all the time. So what what was that inner voice like? Um, for me, it was actually a very special time uh, for me because I lost my sister a few months before the oh. show. And so I was actually able to dedicate my dish to her. And okay, nice. I think that was my really big driving factor is huh. besides like having all that stress and everything like deep and rooted in my body and my mind, it was like, this is for my sister. I'm going to do mm -hmm. this. And I felt like I was kind of fighting for her. So I feel like a lot of times when you do something and you put something out there for another person or like for an intention or a purpose, um, that was mine. But I think for anybody, if you have something that you have to drive not just for you, but you're doing it for someone else, kind of. That's very powerful. Yeah. That's a. So did you have a kind of a visual in your mind? Do you just go, "Hey, I'm doing this." What was her name? Kim. Kim. So you're doing it for Kim. Yeah, and um, I think that she really helped me through the whole thing. I felt so powerful, and I felt like you know she was there with me, kind of trying. Older to or younger? Older. Right. So she's a bit of a mentor for you growing yeah. up. Yeah, and um, also with my sinnies, uh, she. I, she was that of some substance abuse and oh. um i'm actually donating 10 percent of each sales to mental really? disorders and substance abuse um, really? for her so that's another drive in my business i think um it's so important to have something that you can really look back on and have a purpose and intention behind it because if you don't really truly have that passion behind it you're not going to want to work really hard after a while because it's hard <laughs> It, so, it is hard, right? Yeah. They, they say, you know, follow your passion, do mm -hmm. the thing you love. And I th in my experience, it's it, do we do that because I want to enjoy everything all the time and mm -hmm. love what I'm doing? Yeah, but because business is cyclical and, every, you know, we're going to have the bad times, mm -hmm. if you're really passionate about that, that thing that you do, you'll get through that. Mm -hmm. That passion will help you. I mean, I'm, you, so you live alone. You, you uh, bake these at home, mm -hmm. and it's 2 in the morning, and you're going, what the heck am I Dude. doing? Mm -hmm. right? So that's, <laughs> I mean, I can imagine that, right? Yeah. That's exactly what that is about. Now, what tell me about the um, that first sale, that first commercial sale. It's like, okay, I've got them. I've got my logo. I love uh, your logo is great. You took the C and turned it into a like a cinnamon roll. That was <laughs> very you. nice. Um, your first now it's not the first one where someone said, "Oh, they already know you." Mm -hmm. So this is the one you don't know them. I want to get into this store. Walk, talk us through that. Um, it was uh, pretty fascinating. My first sale. I live right next to Roco Santa Barbara Roasting Company, a coffee shop nearby, and I go there for coffee all the time. And ran into the owner there and said I was starting up a new company and I was doing these vegan baked goods and I wasn't even really pushing for them. And he's like, "Oh, that sounds great. I'm like mm. looking to do like some new pastries in my case, and mm. especially mm. like." A lot of people have been asking for a vegan. And so um, I actually started selling to Roco first and uh, started out great sales, great feedback. Um, automatically, he was ordering uh, probably, say, 50 a week. Um, okay. How long does it take to make 50? Oh, mm, 
It depends with the rising. It's not really work, but I'd say like three hours. Okay. Maybe not an hour bad. work. Not yeah. too bad. Okay. Um, so that was my first sale, and it was really cool because I would go there and I would see people eating my product. Oh my I'm gosh, like, that's yeah. my Cinny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like my little baby. I was like, I'm sure. so proud they're growing up right. so fast. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Then the second one. Did you use the success with the first guy to go sell the second one? Um, yes. So I was very confident once I saw, sold to Roco right? that, sure. like, oh, I can get them into all the coffee shops. But <laughs> it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. How and, was that? Uh, it, I went to probably almost every coffee shop in Santa Barbara. And the people working in coffee shops, I can only imagine they have so many things on their minds. I mean, it's always chaos working in a coffee shop. So... All of my feedback was, this is a great product, but we don't know if we want to bring it in. We're not really looking for new stuff, or we already have this lady that's doing ours. And mm-hmm. um, so there was a lot of just like small like networking that they have already done, and they didn't want to, like they were tr- true to their products they already had. Um, so I, I was like a little bit in shock. I got my hopes up, and then they're put down a little bit. Um, but I did find a few other stops. Isabella Gourmet, she was... Um, a really good poll. She actually um, advised me to try to make them gluten-free. And I'm really mm. glad that she did that because I'm still selling them there today, gluten-free. And um, I myself am not gluten-free, but kind of listening to the market and doing what I had to do, created a gluten-free product. And she uh, puts them out every day and people ask for them now. So. so let's go back to that rejection part because mm-hmm. that's because uh, Mark wants to live in that moment of, of struggle. Uh, the nothing happens till somebody sells something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to sell, and as a solopreneur, you have this <laughs> thing. Wait, 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 wait! A solopreneur? Are you calling buzzword bingo? No, I'm me? just. I just wanted to hear it slower. <laughs> solopreneur. Yes, sir. That's a T-shirt. There you go. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. That's okay. A solopreneur is just that they look, say, a one-man army. I felt that analogy didn't work in Mm. this case. (laughs) Um, But you have to do everything. So you have the idea, Mm -hmm. and you you have market research that proves that there's a market for them. Mm -hmm. You know you have the capabilities to do them. You can figure out all the business stuff. You went and got trained, the business plan. So you Mm -hmm. had to do cost analysis. You had to do P&L. You had to do Mm -hmm. forecasts. How many do I have to make? How many? All of that stuff that we could imagine, which yeah. is the same for every business. And then you've got to get a customer base, and you're going to hear no 99 times <laughs> over 100. Yeah. And so you're not trained in that. You're trained in how to make these amazing treats. Yeah. You're not trained in how to take no. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome that? Um, I overcame it just by continuing to try new stores I didn't really let one person not wanting it um, deter me because I have had such good feedback already Mm. and you knew you had a good product yeah even the people that didn't want to sell them they're like these are incredible but we don't like um, handlebar they really wanted to bring in that's a coffee shop here they really wanted to bring them in but they we don't have the case space right now so check Mm. back in a year um so so um I just was very persistent. I think that's what you have to do. You have to really believe in yourself, especially if you feel like you have a good product. Um, I feel like I have a very strong personality, and I don't like to really get down on myself. It, rather, if I'm not doing something, I like to see how I could fix it. So 
Um, at Roco, I was just selling them individually, but I wanted to actually sell them in packages so people uh-huh. could kind of take and go them. Um, and that increases the revenue too. Yeah. Um, so I actually found a way to package them into four packs and I sell that at the public market now. Oh, great. The, uh, pub- the, the public market in uh, Victoria? Yes. Oh, uh, they're sold at the Forager's Pantry, the grocery yes. part there, right on the front counter. Back to the word forager. <laughs> so so the persistent, because that's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Persistence is huge. It's like, no, I just keep going. I'll mm-hmm. just keep going. And so how, how many places, how many yeses do you have? Um, I have, let's see. I have Santa Barbara Roasting Company as well as Gourmet um, Public Market. Um, and Tri-County Produce. Oh, wow. Okay. And Tri-County, I think we made an introduction for you. Yes, right? we did. Because I, t- I tasted it. Oh, I and like, Montecito Village Grocery. I'm sorry. There's th- that's five. where we saw <laughs> them because we bank up there. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, hold it. These are, who, who's this? Where? How does this <laughs> happen? Because I'm really interested in the just that small cottage industry. Mm-hmm. So, so you've proven that you can do it, that you can make money on it, that you mm-hmm. can have customers, you can go see them, all of those good things. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is the prototype for something much bigger. So mm-hmm. what, where, where are we going with this? Where is Cine's future? Or? Yeah, because you, you, you've, you've proven that there's a market for mm-hmm. them. Uh, the idea having you know, 14 different flavors and you will evolve into mm-hmm. the, you know, the all-time favorites and you'll have seasonals and I'm probably pumpkin, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, yet when I look at this as a business, scale is always a question that comes up. Yes. How do we scale this? So where is that in your plan? Um, for right now in my plan, I do work from home currently, so I don't physically have enough room to really expand much more than I am right now because I have five stores. Um, but I actually wanted to expand my cooking overall in general. And so at, in the weave program, I met um, a good friend of mine, Whitney, and we, um, joined voices and we actually just in the last few months started a catering business and cities are not disappearing because of that so don't worry but we're incorporating them into the company and I've actually already sold cities through honey butter is my new uh, catering company honey butter yeah great, great name I like that honey butter food company so uh, it was really cool my first order I incorporated cities into um, honey butter and I actually had somebody be like come up to me and was like, I saw your cinnies at my work and I was curious, huh? like where they, like they're under a different name. So um, I think that's a way to kind of pull in the customers I already had and expand that with more products financially. It makes more sense for me, but I also don't want to give up a great product. So the catering, do you have a kitchen or do you, is that still something you do out of the house and then go deliver the food? We're doing it out of the house. Um, we are looking into commercial places right now. Um, t- totally in the beginning phases of it. Um, but we are actually doing a little pop-up restaurant in the public market um, starting in December. And so they're letting us use their kitchen. To that do. is a great kitchen. Yeah. And I've been curious about that. So so I, I, I love the idea of how a business grows organically, mm-hmm. right? You start to see, okay, this is working, but it needs to be more. So you find an, an alternate revenue stream. You find an alternate mm-hmm. channel of distribution, all of those kind of things. Now here's a place to produce. So tell us, so for those who are, you know, we have listeners around the world uh, who love to come to Santa Barbara and visit, but they listen. There's We've got a large public market with mm-hmm. all kinds of, uh, you know, organic and fresh farm-to-table kinds of things, and there is a 
kitchen that's not it's it's empty you can go and rent it i guess is that how it works and then you do a pop-up uh, yeah actually they are taking 15 percent of the sales off of whatever we make and yeah. everything else is for us so um so i believe it's a great deal <laughs> what does it cost to rent that place i ha- actually have no idea <laughs> it's not even financially in my budget so i haven't so you don't have to you you just give them I don't a have to rent piece it. I, of the gate. Yeah, I have to give them insurance, a business license, and a food handler's card. Huh. Um, and because because you're such a you're such a draw in that way is what they're hoping for, right? To bring in. Yeah. Um. I actually uh, uh, without there you go. and it's really interesting too because without me having my cines at the public market, they would have never seen my face. So I was doing a demo at the public market. And the owner slash manager came up and was like, hey, like, you're a really fun girl. Like, you have a good energy and these are awesome treats. Like, we've been looking to bring in some brunches. Is that something that you do? And that wasn't even when I had a catering business. So I kind (laughs) of put that on the back burner. Like, heck no, I can't do that right now. (laughs) Um, I approached him six months later, though, after I had this business and... He's like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. So, I mean, that's proof right there that one step leads to another because without the cines or without doing that. uh, So every little thing counts for moving to the next step, I believe. So the pop-up, is that going to be a one-time thing or you just kind of try it once and see how it goes? Uh, Yes, he's planning to do it every other week. So we're doing it Saturday and Sunday back to back, Hmm. which I think is brunch at brunch. Huh. Um, actually, I have a meeting today to kind of finalize everything. Sure. Um, but we're really excited because it's our first, like, really public exposure besides um, another. We have it in Isabella's as well. I can go into that. So like. you said that um, with the catering business. So it's like one business morphs into or absorbs another. Mm-hmm. And so you've got the cities as a part of that. Mm-hmm. So what's your... And, and we know it was gluten-free, it was small. So I'm thinking of the characteristics of that first product mm-hmm. you have. What are the characteristics? Because there's a million cooks in town and catering companies and a million choices. What would you say the characteristics are of the two of you and how you're going to be successful? Yes. So um, I am so obsessed with unique products and just mm. fun things and different. Mm. And especially coming from Chicago, I feel like there's just an array of variety. And I think Santa Barbara, um, there's a, some a great variety, but it is lacking a little bit of uniqueness. And even mm. with my cinnamon rolls, I wanted them to be unique. So that's why I created a ton of fun flavors. And mm. with our catering business, we are actually specializing in uh savory waffle sandwiches there it is so that's it we and hashtag eat this (laughs) so yeah i have little coupons for you with pictures of them savory waffle sandwiches i i love that description do you have a name for those yet um we just call them craft waffles craft waffles there you and go. they are infused but we like we put cheese in all of the waffles so we have a cheddar and chive one jalapeno swiss um on our menu actually at the public market coming up we have a stuffing uh waffle nice. and it's incredible i put stuffing inside of the a waffle. waffle made out of stuffing yeah yeah and i'm layering with I'll take turkey two, please. starch overload you can't yeah. eat that anymore. I know. <laughs> I don't know. You just like the idea. You're eating that with your mind right I, now. I, I, I've <laughs> consumed. I'm on my third helping. Yeah, yeah. That waffle is the new crepe. 
That's oh, it is. is. Is that the lead for my story? Here? Waffle is the new crepe. The new crepe. Well, I just I I feel like every every time, yeah, craft waffles are are what are emerging as the as the uh, the next thing. That's biscuits were for a while, and I mm-hmm. think now waffles and that that kind of like that 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 thing you kind of indulge in. It's like yes. an, indul- an indulgence mm-hmm. breakfast. So oh okay, well let's go let's go there for a second. Um, is there a mini waffle maker? So I could Ooh. have like, because uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm gonna go all slider on you for a second. But <laughs> we uh, waffle sliders. Well, well, no, so, so don't be giving away the good th- stuff. This man. is gonna Come get on. to a food show <laughs> yeah, really real quick. quick. Um, no, so if um, if I go to a place that has too many choices mm-hmm. and I've got to pick one, think of a wine bar, think of whatever, I can have a flight. Mm-hmm. Right, so I can have th- three or four glasses mm-hmm. of that. Uh, um, we'll do pinots. We'll do whatever. So, what's my flight of waffles look like? Because I couldn't eat all of these waffles. Okay, no, I understand. You're bound by the size of the machine and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I could see these super cute little three-inch waffles where I got three on a plate and I've got that cheddar jalapeno. I love that idea. I've got that, and it's freely yours. And I would uh, when (laughs) you have that recorded. When (laughs) yes, when when you do that, let us know because I I think the idea of waffles is great. Mm -hmm. But um, you had said earlier something about that first bite. I'm a big fan of one bite. Mm -hmm. It's like there's all of this work. One. Give me that one bite. How does, because uh, <laughs> how it smelled, how it looked, it was perfect. It wasn't like halfway through the plate, it's the plate's all messy now. And, uh, and mm-hmm. my, I'm all satiated with all of that. So I would love, I would try three or four of those spectacular waffles. Even, you know, how you put syrup on them. Well, that stuffing waffle's got a beautiful little bechamel sauce or a little gravy mm-hmm. on it. Right? That sounds great. <laughs> Katie, when you're you're a young business, you're, yes. you're getting started, and there seems to be a, a ton of potential in what you've already created. Mm. Uh, how do you manage uh, the ideas that are kind of constantly presented mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. as as options? Like, where how do you take those ideas in when somebody like you know like like Mark presenting <laughs> these great ideas? But <laughs> it's like, are, are there is everybody throwing at you? Oh, you know where you should sell these. Oh, you know what you should do with these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how do you manage kind of that? influx of hmm. uh, well first of all I write everything down because I never want to oh. forget everybody's ideas okay. um, and also I like to start small so I try to focus on what I think is the best and see how I can a little little by little inch and incorporate everything okay um, because I'm tra- trying not to make the overwhelming mistake with cines of creating automatically 12 flavors off the bat and mm-hmm. having to know like how to perfect 12 of them so right now we just have three waffle flavors and um, taking ta- taking in different flavors as we go. So um, developing it with the season. So the stuffing waffle is going to have roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, and it's dipped in with a side of gravy. So you nice. just like handheld Thanksgiving right there. Um, so <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark is utter awe on his face right now. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, ju- I, I, I love the idea. I, I'm s- I mean, I started my first business when I was very, very young and i I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love the coming up with this new thing that everybody gets excited. I mean, you can tell when someone just lights mm-hmm. up like that's a good idea. The challenge is you've got a great idea. Getting an idea into a product, a mm-hmm. service, or a good, there's a 99% failure rate. Okay? Yes. So Einstein said, is there a 1% chance that I'm right? So I'm a, I'm a guy who lives on the 1%. Mm-hmm. 
So the effort it takes to go from an idea to the product or service, 99% failure rate, your perseverance, which you already talked about, is mm -hmm. a, a big skill. Now there's the next jump is how do I take that product that I figured out how to make and turn it into a profitable business? Mm -hmm. And that's an, yet another 99 to 1 chance, right? How mm -hmm. do you do that? Because now it's not enough to have a great product. You have to have a great service, great delivery, great relationships, mm -hmm. great um, support system, great back end, great way of keeping track. I mean, mm -hmm. all this stuff that has is is two it's two orders removed from ooh, I'm gonna make this these great little roles. Mm -hmm. How are you adapting to that part of it? Adapting to moving from just well just now the, I have the idea mm -hmm. Now it's a business, and to Patrick's point is, how do I? Okay, I've got this one, and and I don't even have the the business part of Cine's really. I mean, so you're just coming on your mm -hmm. first year, so you know you got to get that dialed. Mm -hmm. And yet, there's another really good opportunity. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. How are you adapting to just the stuff that's not baking, not selling? It's all the business part. The business part is probably what I struggle with the most because cooking comes naturally to me and I don't even have to think about that. Right. Um, as far as business goes, I do a lot of just simple Google research on what trends are happening in the marketplace. But more so than that, I use the connection that I've already created through Cinnies. So hmm. I've formed a little bit of a reputation and I can go up to those stores and I've even like at Isabella's Gourmet store, I sell too. She sees a lot of local products. She carries a lot of local things. So now that I have her kind of on my radar, she's uh, almost a little bit of a mentor. So I have asked her like, where's a good spot for insurance? Or what do you think about this? And she's seen a lot of different products go through. So I kind of a lot of times turn to other people when I don't have the greatest strengths. So she lets me know like, oh, this would be a cute packaging. Or I've seen these different things. And even when I'm grocery shopping, I'll look at like what are their products sure. doing or what's on the top shelf or why is this selling more. So analyzing different things that are similar to mine um, and then using the connections that I already have and uh, test marketing my product. Seeing Is there a, an alumni network with Weave and where you can kind of dip back into that and say, boy, now I'm, I'm like, Taxes are coming up. You mm -hmm. know, what have you done? Do you have good accounting systems? And mm -hmm. I mean, th th those are those are the things I'm talking about that are 135 things you also have to be good at in in addition to being able to bake a great product. Um, yes. So Weave has a lot of great products, uh, services that they offer. And the, after their um, set program, which is where you, they set you up, it's called set to launch. Mm. And so they'll kind of help you launch and grow with your business or wherever you are at that point. And within the program, they have taught us a lot of different things about financing and accounting and marketing. They give us a huge binder. And so mm. I do look back that, at that for references a lot. Um, I just use simple Excel to document a lot of my sales and everything. But that is the one thing that I think I do struggle with the most. And I'm learning every day, you know, how to do that better. So one of the, I mean, this show, 805 Conversations, is around this mm -hmm. initiative called 805 Connect, which is how do we connect all of these people so that we can you know, all do better as a result. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm interested in the connections I keep out, uh, you know, around Weave. Um, you know, is there like for a simple thing like a Facebook group where you can go, hey, I'm really 
struggling with this. How do I do this? Because t- I'll tell you right now, Excel's not going to work real well for you. <laughs> yeah. um, it it's, it's gets the job done, but there, you know, there are going to be more things that you mm-hmm. want to do. And so there's a, there's a large network to reach out to mm-hmm. beyond your Weave network, just so you know that. You can go in and find mm-hmm. people who can help in that. Let me ask uh, my last question here, which is around 805. So you're here in Santa Barbara, and all the things you mentioned are kind of, you could ride your bike there and deliver, mm-hmm. you know, what you have. So what are plans for expanding out of the region? Because, I mean, th- this product would absolutely sell, you know, throughout all the places that people are listening to this. So what are those plans? Um, yes, I have a few different plans that are kind of on the back burner while I'm starting Honey Butter with the Sinis. But um, I have a friend of mine, and she has been talking with her parents a lot, too, about starting up a food truck. And so that oh. is something she's actually in culinary school right now. Which and- one? Uh, at CC, yep. SBCC, and um, ever since she started, actually, we start, have started talking about food trucks, and so um, that is a really big thing that I think would be great if we could somehow turn it into a food truck. Like and a dessert-based food truck? Yeah, um, we haven't even decided the full everything. It's just like get a truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we want to go there, but uh, she is still, she's 20. So we have a lot still of figuring it out. Yes, a lot of figuring out to do. Wow. Patrick, <laughs> this is, we've got a food truck. We've got a pop-up. We've got cinnamon <laughs> rolls. I think this is, this is what happens whenever we bring in a, uh, an entrepreneur who's, who's got kind of this motivation and upward, uh, mobility that, that it, it seems like anything you want to do, Katie is going to be uh, a success. And so we get very excited to watch it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we and do. See it happen. Yeah, we do. Well, and to help you. tell the story, um, one of the things that we get to do in the show is um, not only get your story out there, which is just inspirational to people, just hang in there and persevere and all of those kinds of things, um, but we, we get to have you name this story. So we just had this great 45-minute conversation, and we know that in a list of 50 shows, people are going to see this and that, and a title, a great title, is going to make all the difference in the world so you get first dibs on what do we call this show Ooh, ah kind of threw me a curveball there i do let's think here um i don't kind of think this is this back to your tv <laughs> days where you're yeah. standing in front of the, the i'm the standing in front i feel like i'm standing in front of emerald now yeah. like, <laughs> the, what are you trying to say um <laughs> i would Something to do with starting a business and it's okay. We'll like figure it out. Luckily, I can cut all of this out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll condense this down to where you just give the answer, and it sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm like completely have a brain fart right now about what to. We've talked about so many things. Well, we will get back to you, <laughs> and we will come up with a uh, a spectacular title because that's the fun part of this. Yeah, I don't want to like, give you now an how do you describe title. <laughs> How do you describe what you do? Um, how do I describe it? Yeah. Someone says, okay, so what, what are they? You say what? What's your business? My cinnamon rolls Yeah, business? your business. What do you do? Um, entrepreneur. Uh... How did you pitch yourself to the show? For the, the cooking show? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't pitch it. They told me what to say. Oh, oh, oh a true reality show. <laughs> yeah, they were like, this is the young girl that blah, blah, blah. Oh, you played that character. Yeah, the yeah. young uh, girl. The young, the young yeah. I played in the, the young kitchen. girl. Um, yes. I would, I, would, I would think that it's really important with passion. I think that is the driving force for me. So, like, the passion behind, behind the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit or something. I, I love it. I, I, uh, I've got the passion one. behind the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yep. good. <laughs> I love that. Katie, thank you so much. <laughs> um, how do people find you on the web? Uh, so you can go to vegancinies.com yep. or you can go to honeybuttercatering.com. I love that. Uh, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, we thank appreciate you, you and good, me. good luck to you. Uh, um, let us know, um, when you're doing new things, we'll, we'll post them up. Uh, on 805 Connect and let people know so they'll drive in. And I want to come to brunch. I want the waffle. Well, yeah. See, you're famous for pancakes, right? So I, I try to stay away from waffles. It sounds like other people have better ideas. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So um, thanks again to California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press. I love working in this studio. And Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show, the 805 Project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. We want to thank them as well. You can get more information about them at 805connect.com. Now, now, Patrick, how could people help the show? Well, Mark, this is something I, I learned from you, and I employed it last night. I was at a corporate event, and there were 50 people in the room, and I was sitting at a round table with eight people I didn't know, and they said, what are you into? And I said, I'm into podcasts. And they said, What's that? And so I had them all pull out their phones and they all subscribe to 805 Connect. And so that's the best thing to do is is to grab, you are already listening to this podcast. We yes. love you. But uh, go grab somebody else with a phone and show them how to uh, to subscribe to this show and rate it and review it and uh, let us know if it's uh, if it's something you are continuing to listen to. So. I love that. Any search engine on any podcast app that you use, just type in 805 and we come up at the top of the list. Weird, huh? Isn't that funny <laughs> how that exciting. is? So I love that. Now, um, Patrick, what else should people do? Um, as usual, Mark, and I know how committed you are to this, this new movement that I've got, which yes. is that everybody should call their mothers as much as possible. As soon as they hang up. Yeah, why not? I love that. So um, I'd love to hear from you personally as well. So people write and give us ideas for shows. That's how the show grows. So you can send me mail, Mark at 805connect.com. Let me know what you like about the show and uh, tell me how good that last cinnamon roll was you had. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. 